0: you're listening to bogey in the pm a modern filipino boy podcast with friends welcome back to another episode of bogey in the pm first of all thank you guys so much for those of you who've checked out episode one it means a lot to me you know doing this on my own it feels very different but it is what it is and i'm excited for what this new podcast is going to be like, especially with all the guests I have coming on, which brings me to my first guest on this new podcast. So funny story with my first guest. So I met her, I want to say university. Okay, I think we met earlier, but we, I think, got into a regular schedule of meet, like seeing each other through a class that we had at university. Yeah.
1: Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so basically I think... You knew my sister first, and especially when you were working at Starbucks at UW. I started to know who you were, and then once we were in that one class with you, me, and Erin, I think that's when we got to know each other more and like became friends.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you heard her, you love her embroidery talents, you love her voice. (laughs) (laughs) Jane Jugo is in the studio, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me, my first guest. Thank you
1: for having me. I'm excited.
0: How how are you? Like, can you just just tell us how you've been and like, you know, how are I'm, you dealing with current current state of the world?
1: I'm okay. I mean, like, I work at the hospital, but I'm not di- like directly with patients, so the whole like lockdown situation didn't really change for me in terms of like having to go on CERB and everything. I was just just kind of like regular day stuff. Online schools, eh, it's okay, uh, but eh, it's getting used to it. I think like, this year honestly has been the toughest out of the last year and a little bit um, since we've been in COVID. But yeah, I'm handling it well. Uh, But other than that, just been like, keeping myself busy with school, work, and like my new hobby. And yeah, I guess... That's pretty much my updated life so far.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, like her new hobby. I'm assuming you're talking about embroidery, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so I'm recording video right now. And um, if you can see my little Yakult sweater, uh, Jane actually embroidered this for me. It's my little doodle that she <laughs> so patiently did for me. So I'm so thankful. Um, please check out her, her page. She's super talented. Yeah. And maybe we'll be doing more Asian food snack embroideries together. I'm honestly down. Yeah, hopefully. I told my boyfriend about it. <laughs> And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, can we do like a strawberry milk one or like a oh. banana milk? And I'm just yes. like, these are good ideas. <laughs> yes, yes, love it. But so getting into it, I really wanted to bring Jane on because we recorded an episode for the Poggy Project together, which I have yet to edit because I'm currently locked out of my last Zencaster account. It's the platform I used to record these episodes virtually and we really got I think me and Jay kind of took the lead on this episode because we kind of have a shared experience of growing up singing a lot I feel like that's Mm -hmm. just a typical Filipino thing like would you agree
1: yeah I think so honestly like like what we said in the last episode that we recorded it's for Filipinos especially it's either singing dance or sports
0: yeah like and by sports she means like basketball right
1: yeah, like basketball or volleyball. So yeah, like one like, of those I two feel, major sports.
0: Which is funny because I feel like <laughs> I feel like basketball and volleyball are very like tall people sports. <laughs> so like when yeah. you think about Filipinos, like our our average height is probably like five four to five five nine. So like mm-hmm. we're not the tallest, but you know no. apparently we dominated the sport. You know what I learned actually is that we have like a really like popular like basketball team here, like a Filipino league basketball team. That actually travels.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I think so. I think so, I think that's what you're talking about.
0: Probably, I think I learned about it through cultivation, but
1: oh. uh, there
0: was, or maybe not cultivation, but through Jim Acapito's podcast, like Recovering Filipino. He talks about how big basketball is, right? And we ha- we actually have like a really like famous team that actually competes with like a lot of. Um, I don't even know what this league is called. I need to look it up or I need to listen to that podcast again. But if you guys know, please drop it in the comments. Going back to what we were saying, like I grew up, I don't even know how I learned to necessarily sing. I feel like we just get, ex- we just, I was just exposed to magic sing, magic mic. Right. Really young or like video key. Yeah, yeah. I don't even yeah, think yeah, it was yeah. magic mic back then.
1: I think that like came out like later on when TFC was like really introduced within like, I guess, Canadian culture. And then mm-hmm, they, like when, th- those mm-hmm. huge advertisements and everything, but yeah, I totally agree.
0: Like, can you give me a rough age of like how old you were when you like realized started. like oh like karaoke's a thing? Yeah, like like maybe a um, p- family party or something.
1: Well, like I think maybe age three or four. Um, I think from what my mom had told me, I just started to sing to like kids' songs that we would watch on those VHS tapes and everything, and then they were like, oh, she she has a talent. So. Basically, if you like just to wrap up everything in just like one small like timeline, but basically, I started singing around three or four. Then I started at a it was like called Keyboard Adventures. It was like some sort of karaoke machine like place. They also sold CDs and they also did <gasps> yes. singing lessons. Oh my gosh, I think it was I on went Key to the too.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. I, it was on yeah, Key I think, Isn't it where Newton massage is now?
1: Yes, Or it like is. next to it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. So that I went there the for, like, for me. <laughs> yeah, so I, like, went there for a couple of months, and I, like, really liked it. But my mom, she was recommended to by another friend who their child was taking lessons with Joy Lazo. When I went to her, I did not like it. Like, I, it was, like, a new environment. She lives on, in Grand Park, so oh, that's it, a like, hard in yeah, it was like a very, very new area. It was in her basement. And like, I didn't know who she was. I really hated it. But then once I started getting into it more, I really started to enjoy it. And then basically, I would be asked to sing at Dubu's at like seven birthday parties and other like big family events. And then like, even in karaoke. I remember when I was a kid, I was I think, just starting singing lessons. And then my ninang was like, go, go, go sing, go sing karaoke. And then I would like be shy and not want to and then they would offer me money to, to yeah, do me it. too like they'll offer me a toonie and then I'll be like, okay, fine, I'll just like I'll just sing like yeah. one song and that's yeah. it. We
0: were we were cheap talent back then. Like exactly. We... I
1: agree. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, no, I'm then... the exact
0: same. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like because I feel like I didn't I don't think I went into voice lessons. I I think my parents just put me into piano. But then I remember, I think, before we, when we first moved to Canada, we had, like, karaoke, like, CDs or DVDs. Yes,
1: yes. Where it would just be, like... I still have those somewhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're, like, stock footage, and then it's, like, either, like, it's just regular karaoke with, like, blue, blue, you know, like, blue, like, text or red text, right?
1: Yeah. And
0: it's, like, you know, you get a few songs, so, like, I feel like a lot of it was, like, just Regine Velasquez and Isa. Yeah, I can't, I'm trying to remember, like, which ones exactly, but... I remember it. W- we always had like those CDs, and I feel like Magic Sing or Magic Mike came around a few years later, right. and then from there, like everyone, whenever there was a party, you kind of just knew the number of your song already. Oh, like can like you know like I, oh, can you reserve thirteen fifty five for me? Can you reserve twelve seventy seven for me. <laughs> like were you like that too?
1: Yes. And like even now, if I were to sing karaoke, I have this one specific song or like an array of songs that I just choose from because I don't want to like branch out of my comfort zone or like branch like out of my vocal range because like I don't really sing much anymore. So if I'm asked yeah, to think sing it's something, a- I know the exact song that I want to sing.
0: I think it's also a pride thing too because okay, for those of you who don't know what a magic sing is, it's a karaoke machine, but it actually mm-hmm. scores you at the yeah. end. And there's. <laughs> I feel like, you know, like when you grow up with it a lot, you're used to getting like a specific like range of scores. Like, I think for me, it was like 98 and then the occasional 100. And yeah. for me, like, I knew, oh, forever's not enough. It's going to get me 100 points. Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> only hope. <laughs> yes. Wait, can you name oh like your gosh. top five like maybe carry just karaoke songs? So not really like performance songs, but like if there's a magic sing, magic mic, let's go for three. I'll I'll, I'll name, three okay. name three.
1: Okay. Well, for sure, like my car- my go-to karaoke song right now is mm-hmm. "Saving All My Love for You" by Whitney Houston. There's also yeah, we, we get a lot of Whitney,
0: honestly. Yeah, I know,
1: but she's she's iconic, you know, and iconic. like those, we po- love those Whitney pop, yeah, those pop divas in the Filipino community, they're just like one of those go-tos.
0: Mm-hmm. so Whitney's probably all my Filipino already pretty much
1: <laughs> she's just been immortalized as Filipino
0: yeah she's Filipino um,
1: yeah so Saving All My Love For You is like my go-to right now and then I Will Always Love You was always a competition song for me but I would sing it just mm-hmm. to appease the, the people and because <laughs> mm-hmm. like they always like say sit let's fam. sing this song yeah exactly mm-hmm. I don't know I think like my go-to like Repertoire would be like Whitney, and then like occasional like, for example, Only Hope. For example, I would oh, sing no, that. Every, that. Yeah, that, yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> I think <when> you <laughs> it, and then like maybe the occasional Celine Dion song if I'm like really feeling it, or just mm-hmm. like any pop diva song.
0: Yeah, I feel like I used to be more ballsy when I was like a kid because I, I think mm-hmm. obviously my voice was a lot higher back then. But I, yeah. used, I think my like top three songs were always by Regine. Okay. Dude, that yeah, was yeah. the first song i really got into and i get only hope would be a, would be another one and on the wings of love actually yeah probably that
1: was that Any was a of the song tele- that i say, like, oh, okay. songs. oh gosh yeah Mm-hmm. Yes, any yes, of the yes.
0: like the the drama songs with like really good as long as there's a key change in it I think that's, that's, that was kind of like the indication that Filipinos loved a karaoke song is if there was a key change
1: yeah the more that I getting older the more annoyed I get from those kind of songs I don't know it's just like okay we get it <laughs> you can belt like we get it you can sing you don't gotta like prove it every single time
0: no I, I totally agree with you because I remember I think there's this one specific Celine Dion song with like the the longest set of runs and it's it's to love you more. So at the yes. end it's like oh it's, and it goes off for yes. like another 30 seconds but the song is done yeah. already and I'm just like I want the song to be over so like the next person can go already like because like it's just you're right it is kind of annoying i don't know about you but i feel like some karaoke like some songs should be modified to be shorter
1: yeah i agree mainly because
0: i feel like it's they're just not like at at some point they're just a little too long
1: i don't know like but then again like because of the nostalgia and knowing that song by heart if someone to change it there would be an uproar
0: yeah from
1: from the community
0: not even from the community but i feel like if you sang it a shorter version or even i know that magic sing lets you do a key change Like your teacher would ask you, I
1: buck it, why? (laughs)
0: I don't get want much. You know, like literally.
1: And then there's the Tito's that sing the songs that they know that they can't sing cuz it's too high or too too high for their vocal range and
0: then they just like scream it. But they yeah, usually, I don't know if you know what I mean. Drunk. Can you name a song uh, yeah. that would be uh. Yeah, can you name a song that you think they like is easily botched? My Way
1: for sure. Like they always <laughs> sing that song. And then any Brian Adams song or even Bon Jovi. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah, or the Eagles.
1: Yes. I
0: agree with that oh my too. Goodness. Hotel California.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh! Yeah, like I think they like honestly feel like karaoke. I think Filipinos should turn it into like an Olympic sport or something. Just because they should. We we just saw many. I feel like singing is just out of all of the talents that we listed earlier, we we take them very seriously. But singing specifically kind of put it on a pedestal. Like I, because what I even noticed before was that even on like if you watch like the variety shows like it, like Vice Ganda or Showtime, mm-hmm. actors who are known for acting will come on and sing even though they're not really singers or even good singers yeah right? like Anne like, Curtis. Oh, oh i was about to say Anne curtis <laughs> yeah or, or kim choo yeah i agree yeah like they they're not like they're great, talented actors and actresses but you know like i feel like when they when they do an appearance where it's like give it up for kim choo and then she comes on singing titanium and i'm like why is Kim Choo singing Titanium? Like, oh, it's she's so actress. cringy.
1: It's so cringy, and like every single time, like because my Lola watches like TFC every day, and when and when ASAP is on, I li- I just like laugh or I turn away and like walk away. I, like I can't watch it because it's so cringe.
0: Mm-hmm. Or like, like other stay than, in your if lane. Like, if it's if it's not like mediocre singing, it's it's like se- dancing that's too sexy. <gasps>
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Like, I feel like in the Philippines, for sure, if you're a media or, like, if you're famous, you have to be a triple threat. You need to do acting, singing, and dancing or some sort of, like, talent that is related to your career.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like they kind of have these formulas almost for, Mm -hmm. like, for an acting style. Like, if you're an actor, you have to be a good dancer. And if you're not a good dancer you have to sing but if you can't do either of those we're going to put you in a love team and then yes. you're only going to do this type of movie and then maybe when you're older you'll do like like a very like controversial like super sexy drama
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they'll they'll make it a point being like oh and you know so and so in their most mature role Oh my and, god. you know, like, like I remember, I think Kim Chu for a long time only did like cute love team mm-hmm. movies. Like she only did like, you know, like Bride for Rent or like either with Zian Lim or Gerald Anderson. And then mm-hmm. when she did like her first kind of like movie alone, it's like Kim Chu in her most mature role yet. Oh Star god. Cinema Presents. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think, they, yeah, I think they just you know these formulas work. Like the media culture in the Philippines kind of sets that tone for why so many Filipinos Love to sing karaoke like as a recreational thing.
1: Yeah. Right? Like it's not a party, it's not a Filipino party unless you have karaoke like it, it's
0: a mm-hmm. staple you're there to either eat a lot drink a lot and then sing a lot so going back to what you said earlier like you used to compete right Can yes, you talk to me I a did. little bit about what that looked like here in Winnipeg because I know that yeah you know, Winnipeg does, we do have like a very we have a big Filipino population here in Winnipeg that's not right you no know, not a surprise so like we actually have a, <laughs> quite a few competitions right like we have like well, I remember it was one that, yeah
1: well for, so back in my competing days um yeah, Tukla Salina was a huge singing competition back in the day. It no longer exists because so basically it was run by CKJS. For people that don't know what that is, it's a it's a radio station. Um, they have a, um, a specific time, it's CKJS eight ten, so it's like right like bright and early in the morning. They were the ones that hosted that competition, but then but basically what happened is that they switched management, I guess, and they no longer. Mm-hmm were like endorsing that competition anymore or like providing funding so that's why it ended so when I was mm-hmm. growing up I did it in 2004 and then I also did it in 2010 so that was in grade nine I think after like maybe a year after that they stopped doing it so mm-hmm. um, in terms of competitions there were all there was also like a competition that I that I did at the forks the children's festival that was like one of those competitions back in the day and then for a while they also had winnipeg's winnipeg north got talent and they were it was kind of like winnipeg's version of um, america's got talent um i was i competed in that like three times until i won in the third and final competition yeah so
0: i didn't know that
1: yeah, thanks. I don't know. I don't think I got a trophy for it, but like it was like one of those small competitions. But nowadays they they don't really they I guess they have that one competition like run by Filipino Journal. Mm. I haven't personally competed in it cuz I I don't know, I'm just like eh, whatever. I think mostly Nowadays, it's more so showcases because I guess people don't like competing against each other anymore because if people mm-hmm. get like salty, I don't know. That's just my take on why. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think yeah,
0: we're, we're yeah, we're very competitive.
1: Yeah. Oh, and then also mm-hmm. I almost forgot. Like Red River X also had uh, talent competitions as well, but now they changed that into a showcase, so that no longer exists. But yeah, Interesting. I've done like a ton while growing then- up
0: can you go over like your competition repertoire just so we can kind of oh. get a difference of feel oh, from geez. your karaoke repertoire yeah I'm sure it's so different. Like, you want you want to be more of a show-off I'm, I'm ah! assuming, right <laughs> I mean, no like, like in a good way in a good way yeah
1: I mean like in terms of prepping because so for me I was trained in, within like musical theater and then we would also do a lot of like pop divas type of stuff so in terms of competition, it really depends. So, Red River X. If I were to perform at Red River X as a solo, I would more so do more musical theater stuff. So, I think my last musical theater song that I did as a solo was from Thoroughly Modern Millie. And then, and then we Joyce and I also Joyce is my sister. We also did a duet. We sang Tell Him by Barbra Streisand. And I love that song. Um, Dion. Sorry, I had to. No, that's okay. I love love that song, too. Yeah, that's kind of our go-to song whenever we are asked to sing a duet together. So there's that. And then, like, back in the day when I was doing, like, Ducla Stolino and all that, my first year doing it, I sang Hero by Mariah Carey. And then... Another iconic song. (laughs) exact. And then the second one (laughs) I did, I Will Always Love You. Yeah, so those pop diva songs, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it it was a mix of musical theater and, and pop or, like, power ballads which is like typically every other filipinos like repertoire
0: <laughs> yeah no i feel like every we all kind of sing the, the same five songs like if you go if you watch what's that one on showtime it's like the, oh, shoot, it's a I singing know. competition and there's a yeah, gong there i know, I know what you you're know talking, what talking about, about right i do know what you're talking about yeah but i forgot what it's called but anyways like i feel like everyone all they just kind of sing like the same five songs or mm-hmm. if you watch the voice philippines like they all all the audition songs are the same you don't really get much variety. Yeah, it's either Whitney, Mariah, Celine. Like, we like I'm, I'm listing them by their first names as if I know them. <laughs> <laughs> We've been singing <laughs> they're so, familiar. so long.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, the OPM, like, legends like Regine Velasquez or... Um, Gary Vee. Sarah, Sarah Yeah. Iconic,
0: honestly. Kyla. Like, there's honestly a lot of names. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I feel like, again, going back to what we said earlier, like, singing... Out of all of the, all of the specific talents that Filipinos like encompass, I feel like is the one that we just kind of put on a pedestal. Like, yeah, I feel like there's like we there's a lot, in... and, and, and I know that all, other Asians also have karaoke p- sewn pretty closely into their culture as well. Mm-hmm. But I think Filipinos, you know, we I feel like we definitely ha- are pretty intense when it comes to sing is what I'm trying to say. I feel like I, I don't know if this is if this comes back to like the karaoke. Like, like us being scored on Magic Mike. And I feel like we've talked about that. We talked about this a little bit in our in the last episode we did together. Yeah. But I think one of the hard things about being someone who grows up singing Magic Sing and like being scored, and I'm sure the competing has something to do with this as well, is that you kind of don't want to sing along to a song if you can't hit the notes of that song like mm-hmm. I can, I'll listen to like, you know, like Ariana Grande and these notes are very high and I have a pretty high voice, but mm-hmm. I can't hit like Ariana's voice. So like, I like, you know, I can't really sing and be like carefree. Like I when I sing it, I'm very conscious. I'm like, oh, I should just stop because I can't even hit the notes. Like, would you, are you like that too?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I t- can totally agree with that. And then like, honestly, I I really don't reach out to sing karaoke whenever I'm with people that I'm not familiar with Mm because it just brings me back to my childhood where I'm just like asked to sing to show off my talent not to sing just to have fun Mm -hmm. so when I'm with like my singing friends then yeah for sure I'll sing like a couple songs right away and I won't like feel like self-critical of myself but of course like competing and also Magic Mike like you said it's just like one of those things when you're with a group of people that you're not really familiar with it just feels like you're trying to make yourself presentable and like show that you actually have a talent rather than trying to enjoy yourself in the moment
0: Mm -hmm. like very side note but before um I started recording with Jane I posted on my Instagram story that I was drinking tea and she messaged me she's like I'm also drinking tea like we like it's like the singer in us like when we prepare to sing like even for just karaoke at a party we want to make sure like our instrument is you know in its best possible like condition yeah like so it's always drinking hot water drinking honey calamansi juice like hot calamansi right or like gargling salt moomoging salt
1: yep not drinking dairy
0: not drinking any dairy a lot of the times like when like when it's funny because when jane was listing when you were listing a lot of these um like, you know, events that you had to sing for, for debuts, for competitions. Like, mm-hmm. I've had to sing at, like, debuts as well. Um, For a majority of the debut, I actually don't enjoy the party because I'm so, I'm kind of nervous, right? Yep. I'm very nervous yep. to go on, like, in, on, like, you know, in the middle of the marigold dance floor. I'm very scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what if the DJ doesn't play the right track? Or, like, oh, you know, what if people back. laugh at me? And, like, You know everyone, and it's crazy. Everyone's just eating. Everyone's having a good time, and I can Mm -hmm. barely like. I'm like shaking while I'm eating my crab and corn soup. I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) so scared. (laughs) I'm sure you did fine. No, I'm like, like, again, like, but I feel like this is an experience that all of us, you know, this is feeling we all know, right? Mm -hmm. Um, just performing in general, like, and it kind of like ruins like the first hour of these very memorable events because we're so stressed Mm -hmm. about how this performance is gonna look up, right? yeah that's hilarious okay <laughs> now i'm trying to get back to the zone <laughs> okay so so jane and i so jane like you and i we just talked about you know some of the kind of our shared experiences growing up like singing a lot in you know in, Fili- in our filipino families uh, whether it be competitively or mm-hmm. recreationally well i guess it's always competitive uh, to be to, There's or an or underlying less. competitiveness yeah. right mm-hmm. um Yeah, but I will, uh, before we end this episode, I really wanted to get into the discussion questions that I sent you. Uh, This is something that I really want to do with all of my guests and, you know, just have a nice way to, you know, just break down or kind of to sum up an episode, you know, that way there's some consistency. So let's, are you ready for these questions? Yes, I am. So Jane, you've outlined that you work at a hospital. You're still in school. Um, can you remind me? Like you, So you have your first oh. bachelor's, right?
1: Yes, I did. So uh, like I said, at the beginning, I went to school with Patrick at U of W. Um, I finished a bachelor of mm-hmm. arts, majoring in psych. And I am now doing or in my third year of my social work degree at Booth College. And I have one more year to go. And hopefully, uh, I get Yay. a good job
0: after this. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with all of these accomplishments on top of that, you know, you. You you were a competitive singer. You are you know obviously from a very talented family. So on top of all these accomplishments, <laughs> oh my God, so bad! All these accomplishments that you have under your belt. Can you just define for me, um, in, in your journey, like, can you outline what your definition of success was five years ago and how it's changed to now?
1: I know that I told you that when I received these questions, it I, it took me a really long time to reflect on what what I should say but like just just in general um, my definition of success like five years ago I think because I was in my first degree I think it was just finish your degree and then go from there as long as you finish um, post-secondary you're you've you've succeeded in life because like growing up in a Filipino or in the Filipino household where your parents have immigrated from Can, or from the Philippines to Canada, that they most likely have not received post secondary education. Being and I'm the the first child, just being that first person to finish post secondary schooling is just a huge accomplishment, and I felt at the time was my, I guess level of success in a way
0: and how do you think that's changed to now like obviously you have your your first your first bachelor's already like how Mm -hmm. would you say that's changed
1: honestly like I think it's changed a lot I mean because I just thought that once I finished my first degree that was it I was gonna get a good job and then like start my career from there but obviously like when I was in school at UW, I w- my full intention was to become a psych nurse. Uh, the only the reason why for psych was because I was so passionate doing psychology when I was in high school. I really enjoyed it. And I was also fulfilling my parents dream of becoming a nurse. But in my third year, I realized that I don't want to be a nurse. I, I'm only doing that just to please my parents. And I wasn't really thinking of like what I really wanted to do in a career and what I really wanted to do. And it was just like stemming from even like singing and just growing up in that competitive environment. It was just like feeling that you have to please everyone and like, I don't know, just kind of making everyone happy. I think that now, five years later, the def- my definition of of success is that you don't have to always make everyone happy and that you should put yourself first and kind of, I don't know, just put yourself first and and know what you want to do and not based on what everyone is expects you to do. Cause mm-hmm. I decided to declare my major as um, for psych. And then I wasn't actually sure what I wanted to do in a career after I graduated from UW and without the help and knowledge of the people that I was surrounded with and just doing my own research and settling on social work and knowing that I wanted to help my my core value of wanting to help people, um, it, but not from a medical standpoint where, that, where my parents were expecting me to. It was just more so, this is a career that I'm choosing to do and what I think is best suited for me. And if people don't want to support me throughout this next journey and next part of my life then that's totally fine but if you are like here for me and want me to succeed and are supporting me all the way I am so thankful for that
0: I'm here for you girl and we are all here for you sorry
1: (laughs) no that's okay but yeah I think that's just like my definition of success like never let people hold you back because they you're not meeting their expectations and their like vision of you and like just listen to your heart and and know what you want and go for it don't let anyone mm. hold you back
0: i love that you said that because i feel like you know in a in a little and in, in a odd way being surrounded in you know i guess a singing this kind of singing environment where we're constantly being ranked like whether it be again magic mike or you mm-hmm. know magic mike video Key or you know in these singing competitions, you're, you're totally right. You know, there's, we, we face judgment in all those things. And it's crazy how like from a young age, we kind of, um, build those kind of, those kind of self, that self-critical, um, habit and mm-hmm. how we feel like our happiness isn't defined by the things we want. You know, it's always to impress someone else. Like I, you know, it, I'm just realizing it as you said it, but it really does play a huge role in, even my like my university experience so like thank you for Mm -hmm. saying that because I feel like a lot of people like you know for I feel like university specifically it's a very odd transitional time like 18 to 24 Mm -hmm. 18 to 22 maybe very very odd like meandering through life not not really having a sure path I guess I didn't even realize it until you said it that you know maybe being surrounded in you know by all these Filipino parties and All of these very this competitive nature, like it may not have always been the best. Yes, it was fun, but it may not have always been, you know, the best place for us because we Mm -hmm. kind of inherited these this competitive nature and this people pleasing mentality. So, my Mm -hmm. gosh, thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, and not to say that that part of my life was not enjoyable. Of course, it was, but of course, Mm -hmm. like realizing that now and like just putting myself in that positive headspace that like no matter what happens it's a learning experience and if people want to support me then that's awesome and like you can't and just like the core values that you can't impress everyone you can't please everyone and you just have to put yourself first no matter what
0: yeah and i think that's the thing about life is that not everything is categorized really a good experience or a bad experience. They're all multi-faceted, mm-hmm. you know, like Jane said, these are very happy times. Like these are memories that we love and these um, like these Filipino parties and, you know, just being surrounded by so much talent um, mm-hmm. is a blessing. And it's something that I'm sure that Jane and I will be continuing on to implement to, you know, our future friend group, like our friend groups and our, you know, and all of the, like, you know, the communities that we build, you know, like we, this is something, a part of us that we, will constantly share but yeah I feel like it's important to address that these where these are where the the negative and the positive feelings come from in order to just for Mm -hmm. overall growth I think right
1: yeah I agree
0: question two can you outline Mm -hmm. a major challenge in your life kind of like the biggest lesson you've learned from it it doesn't have to be one major thing but yeah,
1: yeah I mean I think this also just relates to the first question so basically one challenge that I can really think about right now is and in terms of like what we've been talking about this whole episode is that during uh, one of the competitions um, that I was in for Winnipeg, actually like Winnipeg's North Scott Talent, um, one of the judges was like, super, super critical of me. And not to say that he wasn't saying these things because he he didn't want me to succeed. But because I was just in that mentality where I wanted to please everyone and like wanted to show the fruits of my labor within my singing career. And just to be put down like that, it really killed my self esteem. I remember just going to singing lessons the following week and just sobbing because I was just so heartbroken and like hurt by that. But now that like I reflect on that, it's just more so it's, it's a learning opportunity. It's something that will that help me grow into a more mature person and like kind of just let myself reflect on what improvements I need to to make on myself in terms not only just in terms of singing but in terms of just overall receiving constructive criticism and I feel that from that experience it has really shaped me in a way of how to just conduct myself professionally as well as just accepting that you're not always going to get positive reviews. You're not always going to get great feedback even though you feel that you had done your best, but just to take it in, learn from it and then apply it to the next situation when it, when that happens.
0: That's a very, that's very true. It's crazy because like when you think about it, your 100% effort won't always be seen as 100% like perfection. And maybe that also goes back to, you know, Magic Mike. I feel like I'm really criticizing Magic Mike and Video right now. But, but, you know, maybe, you know, it's not always going to be a 100 score. You know, sometimes you're Mm going to get a 85. (laughs) It'll still be okay. Um, But, yeah, I think receiving your first bit of constructive feedback. I'm going to say constructive because, you know, not all feedback is delivered constructively. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I would like to, I would like to think that everyone, uh, get delivers feedback for, with a state, with the, with the intention of wanting another person to succeed or to grow or to evolve. But, you know, that's not always the case, but, you know, in times when you do receive constructive feedback, a lot of the times we see it as something negative. You know, I I love what you said, and I hope that people listening who are maybe, are maybe younger and are trying to navigate, you know, these types of environments, whether it be competitions whether it be magic mike whether it be university papers or even the workforce that you you learn to take it with a grain of salt and know that it's not a reflection of your character because i feel like that's another thing too right like we always take um we always take constructive criticism and kind of interpret it as like this person hates me they they Mm -hmm. want me to fail like they Mm -hmm. you know like I I used to be like that all the time like like I don't know if like you received like test scores before where you'd be like oh I hate so and so like like that class is so stupid and they don't even like me so that's why they're giving me a bad grade like Mm -hmm. you know so I can totally relate honestly And whoever said that to you, like, they need to just stop because your voice is so good. So if you're (laughs) listening right now, (laughs) just calling them out.
1: Nah, it's fine. We're friends now, so it's (laughs) like it's okay. I mean, like, we talked about it and we reconciled, so it it happened a long time ago. But like, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, but like, don't take like constructive criticism to heart. I'm. It'll hurt at first, but like just take it like i like you said patrick with a grain of salt and just apply it to the next time you're faced with that challenge and like look back to what that experience taught you and and just make it in a way that will help you be a better person and
0: grow we know agreed agreed snap (laughs) snap and lastly what advice would you want to share with those who see you as a role model or as kind of a person of inspiration whether it be in the career path you're going into whether it be in singing like what do you have to say to those individuals who kind of look to you as inspiration what advice do you have role model (laughs) yeah
1: um honestly like like I said before like don't let the like people's interpretations or like expectations of you hold you back from what you really want to do. I feel that like as Filipinos, we just want to make our parents happy and like want to do the things that they want us to do. But in reality, it may not be something that you are really passionate about. Or, like, that you will really want to do. So, like, me pushing the boundary of going into social work, my parents, of course, were, like, a little bit upset that I didn't want to go into nursing anymore. But as long as you communicate with your family or, like, your group of friends or any loved one or family member that are, like looking into like the best interests for you as long as you communicate with those people that this is what you want to do and you're like really sticking to it as long as you have those supports I think that is one of the biggest advice that I can give like just don't let feelings of doubt like hold you back
0: beautifully said thank (laughs) you so much for just joining me in this space and speaking so candidly about um, just like your, you know, kind of our shared experience growing up in Filipino households in Canada, mm-hmm. um, surrounded by music and, you know, large families. And just thank you for so much for just, you know, being so honest and just joining me, honestly. Like, again, this is a first for me being, mm-hmm. I was kind of speaking one-on-one with a guest and, you know, creating these episodes from scratch and, you know, trying to navigate what I want the takeaways to be. Um, but I appreciate, you know, your patience and... Just like your just openness to this experience. And I hope you'll join me again. Like, I feel like, honestly, these episodes are never, there's not, never enough time to, yeah. you know, kind of communicate the lessons or the wisdom or lack of wisdom that you want to bestow almost. <laughs> like, honestly, I feel like you and I could talk about things forever. So I feel the same way. thank you so much. Thank you <laughs> yeah, so thank much. Thank you I, for having I me. I had a really it. fun
1: time. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed you, being you know, it's here. Fun. I-
0: like oh, go ahead. for our <laughs> listeners <laughs> for our listeners jane already messaged me too like even before we recorded she's like let me know if you want to give me when let me know if you want me to come back like she's already ready to go So if you guys thought this episode resonated with you, first of all, rate the podcast five stars on Spotify. If you love it, comment or DM on any of the posts and just tell us if you want Jane to come back and elaborate on something or, you know, what lessons really resonated with you. Not only I would really appreciate it, it helps really build this conversation, this community that I'm of Mm -hmm. what this podcast stands for. But if you guys love Jane, I'd love to have her back and I'd love to elaborate on things and answer questions that you guys might have. So Please let us know. Jane, is there anything you want to promote on this podcast Uh. at all?
1: Well, just like I mentioned at the beginning, I just started an em- hand embroidery business. You guys can follow me at Jane's dot embroidery on Instagram. Um, it's J A N E S period embroidery, or you can follow me on my main account, uh, Janie Jugo with two A's.
0: And I'll have her socials tagged on Poki and the PM so- socials. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm still trying to build like a proper kind of template for how I want to be bringing guests on. And Jane mm-hmm. was so patient to you know answer all of the like to actually read my overview. I actually got an email from a guest that I wanted to have on who didn't even open my PDF. So, (gasps) so who, so this, to this person, you got to open it and actually give me the stuff that I asked for for, in order for me to actually do this properly. Um, But no, (laughs) she was, she patiently answered all of like, you know, like wrote out her, her thought points and she sent me a bio and like, I'm trying to, like, curate, like, these little playlists of songs that, you know, that we love to listen to, like, on our nighttime drives, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they always change, too. So, but, yeah, shout out to Jane. Thank you so much for being my first my first guest. And, um, yeah, just thank you for joining me.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm, I hope I get to come back. But thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning into that very fun episode with Jane Jugo. I had a blast and I just love talking to her. If you love this episode, make sure to rate it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends. It'd be really helpful. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at bogi.pm, and you can follow me on my personal account at Patrizzi. Again, we have new episodes coming out every Thursday, so make sure you to tune in and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye! <laughs>